2: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode 114 which is the reverse, of course, of the number to dial for the directory if you need to know things. And it's good, it's emblematic that we would be the reverse of that, because we are the podcast that you listen to when you need to know (laughs) absolutely nothing. My name is Justin Morissette, and I am joined once again,
1: as always, by... Stefan Heck. That was a great, great intro, by the way. Thank you. i got got to give you credit for a fantastic intro. And now I'm really excited for episode uh, 119, Uh, The reverse 9-11, which is when uh, Osama bin Laden and a bunch of uh, al-Qaeda terrorists snuck into the country and rebuilt the World Trade Center.
3: (laughs) Uh, And I'm John Cullen, and I was going to say also that I thought it was a very professional intro uh, but now Stefan said yeah. it. so I mean, It was mildly
2: derailed so, by that little 911 so, yeah. aside. So bad
3: job, Justin. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. I think it's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I got nothing. No, it was very good, very good, to, uh, very good to start it. I got some chicken strips on the way by also. So you're gonna duck out of the show? I'm gonna duck through. out of the show.
2: Not midway through. Probably in the next like five ten. So you're disappointed that the show had such a professional beginning because yeah, at some gonna point piece. it's going to have like a very profe- unprofessional part in the middle yeah yeah where I leave to uh, get my chicken strips okay Jesse
3: uh, I'm uh, oh uh, sorry never mind Jesse's not here right now <laughs> 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 I'm ordering the same chicken strips that Jesse Farrar got mad at me for ordering last time he was uh, yeah, on the show
2: chicken is too expensive in yeah, Canada exactly but he's not on the show this time you'd so need to be matter. a donor to know about that oh that's and true and of course speaking of donors thank you so much to uh, all of the people who wrote in with kind things to say about the Hexgiving episode that we yeah. recorded Legendary. at Stefan's uh, parents' house in their basement during Thanksgiving dinner last weekend. Uh, a lot of fun doing that one, and great to see that people enjoyed it as much as we obviously enjoyed doing it. And, uh, you know, no hyperbole. I think we can all agree, gentlemen, maybe the funniest thing we've ever recorded?
1: I think it's, it's up there. Andrew Hamilton said it was the funniest episode ever. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend going to, going to patreon.com realgoodshow uh, and throwing us $5 or more, and uh, you'll get access to that and all the other bonus content, and there's some great stuff out there. But the Hexgiving episode, thank you to everyone who appeared on that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Which is uh, I would, like to, uh, I would like to say no
3: thank you to Jonas Bifrost. That's what I assume his last name is. His last name is
2: Roy, I believe. Uh, Well. uh. Yeah. Our Icelandic friend who... How uh, is his last name Roy? Uh, Maybe it's like... That's, wow. like his middle, that's like his middle name. Oh, okay. right I was gonna that's say that's his name on Facebook. His his yeah. last name would
3: would end with de- son
2: exactly. Okay. Well, his, I, his last name does end with son. I guess it just doxed his social media presence. My no, bad. it's
3: it's fine. It's not a big deal. But yeah, I guess his dad's name is uh, Roy. <laughs> his, he is, his uh, dad's from Canmore, Alberta, and immigrated <laughs> to Reykjavik and married a an Icelandic woman, and then
1: he's just uh, Eunice. Roy's son. Yeah, I do. I do want to say before we bring our guest on. Yes, uh, he's waiting patiently. I do want to say my, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before. But my favorite thing about Iceland is they have uh, a country-specific app. Um, that yes. When you're when you're at a bar and you're maybe going to go home with someone and hook up with them, uh, you tap your phones together, and it tells you how related you are yeah I think we have talked about this. We have before. talked about it. yeah it is, it is maybe I kind of just want to have that app just because it it's a funny story. Yeah. but like that's legitimately like a thing you have to do in Iceland because there's so few people that live there. <laughs> it's like it's like the deer on Hornby Island like it, they're they're no threat to anyone, but they're incredibly inbred.
3: yeah, nice. I mean, I guess Stefan you're you're kind of enjoying this uh like you have the opposite of this app where you can literally hook up with any member of your family because you're not related to any of them by blood
1: well i never looked at it that way (laughs) i mean but but, but that is true but you know what i mean i do know what you mean yes it's it's a nice thing to have in my back pocket (laughs)
3: like your cousin
1: All right, let's uh, let's bring the guest. On. It's nice
3: when you've had <laughs> your cousin in your back pocket. That was the joke that I was
1: making there. That, uh, you, have, that, that,
0: that, you,
1: that you have sex with your cousin. Yeah, we should uh, we should list we should do a poll on the Facebook group to see who everyone's favorite uh, hex giving guest was because I'm interested to see. I think it'll be your mom in a landslide. Um, but I don't know. You'd be Us surprised. i was laughing so everyone, hard. Everyone brought it. You know, like yeah, they were yeah. all. Yes. But speaking of great guests, it, we it, have someone it, very special today.
2: It's a, a roundtable discussion at a big dinner event, and everybody brought it to the table, I would say.
1: Yeah. I was uh, trying to do a segue to our guest. True. True. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. Our guest today is, of course, an esteemed hockey writer. Yes. Uh, he's here to tell us why he joined The Athletic. <laughs> uh, his name, of course, you know him. You love him. Uh, based out of Detroit, Michigan. NHL writer. Uh, Long time Twitter presence. Oh, uh, used to be for uh, ESPN. ESPN yeah. yeah, yeah. Craig Custance is with us today. Craig, welcome to the show.
4: Hey, it's me, the Craig Monster. What's up?
1: <laughs> hey, man. Craig, thanks for thanks for coming on. You, you were, we were surprised you said yes to coming on because you put out a call saying, uh, are there any hockey uh, podcasts, uh, sports podcasts out there? Uh, I'd, I'd love to come on and, and talk about my book. Uh, kind of a win-win sort of thing because he's got a pretty big following online. Uh, I mean, you have a pretty I big do, following yeah, online, uh, And so it means a lot for, for you to be here to talk about hockey Which is the sport that uh, you know a lot about uh, to the point where uh, It's your job to write about it. So You um, know, I don't really that. you know so, Let
4: me just cut you off there just for a second. You know, I don't know that it's necessarily my job to write about hockey Um I think uh, my job is more to just live and breathe it. Um and then what comes out onto the page is just an effervescence. Uh just uh it's just a, a natural uh production of what I do, which is I get I get into it. I get in I and you're on the top level, right? You're just watching it and you you think you know some of the guys or whatever. I submerge myself in the sport.
2: You you're okay. you're like a vessel and the game just flows through you.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of like uh, I'm kind of like um, you're you like know, a neti pot. Uh, no, I'm not that. Uh, well, he wouldn't we... be the neti
3: pot. He it would the neti pot would be would have hockey inside of it, and they would be pouring it into Craig's nose.
4: Yeah, and can we mute the? Can we meet Stefan? I don't, I don't want to hear from him. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I would say I'm a lot like uh, you know the the movie Minority Report. Yeah, the precogs. Um, the precogs. I'm the pre. I'm the precog. I'm the uh, the hottest one. And I'm I'm floating in the pool. I'm the I'm in the hockey gel, and it's just in my nose and ears and everything. Did you and see they, the hottest and,
0: one?
4: Yeah, I'm the sexy one.
1: They're aren't all, they all like, aren't they all like deformed children?
2: Yeah, they're all pale and bald and the children of drug addicts.
4: Well, I'm the sexiest one of those, <laughs> and the anyways so
0: that's i'm one of
3: those guys so craig we definitely don't we don't want to get too far ahead in the discussion without plugging your book because that's obviously why you're here so why don't you uh just tell us the title of the book so that everybody can pick it up and just kind of what it's about just generally
4: well uh you know i don't i'm a big guy who likes to avoid spoilers so i'll just say this just search amazon for craig um and it's (laughs) going to be on there you're going to be able to and go to your local bookstores as well and, and search for craig ask one of the people who works there uh, is Craig is do you have the Craig and just ask them if they have Craig and uh, and just check it out that way library same deal just type Craig uh, go to the big card catalog and go to C R I'm pretty sure a after that for Craig huh. um, so even so, knowing the title of the book you find to be a spoiler I don't want to rob my fans and I do consider them fans of me um, I don't want to rob them of the enjoyment of seeing the title for the first time, uh, cause that's, it's a whole other, I mean, that's a whole other experience that it's, I, to me, like I said, like you said, I'm the vessel, uh, hockey is the product, you know? And, uh, so, so as far as I'm concerned, it's not about me. It's not about the, it's not about the book. Although you should go, yeah, please do buy the book.
2: Uh, the title I, The title is like half the book. You know what I mean? Would Would it be offensive to you if I said the title of the book?
4: If you if you feel like your if you feel like your listeners are not uh, they don't have as subtle an appreciation for the sport as I do, then feel free to read the title. Yeah, go ahead. The book is called Behind the Bench: Inside
2: the Minds of Hockey's Greatest Coaches. And yeah. personally, it sounds a little bit to me, Craig, like uh, you actually ripped off the concept. Of a book that was written by uh, one of our former guests uh, that was about football coaches, uh, and I just—I'm curious to know how you came up with this book idea.
4: Uh, yep, yep, I just ripped that one off. Um, I knew it was going to be great, and it is great. Um, and that one is—that's Ask the Old Football Coach. Um, and that's by Jesse Farrar. Um, it's out on uh, Globe Pequot Press, uh, and you can check that out on Amazon or any local bookstore as well. Uh, it's been on sale. It's been sold out as number one in uh, sports coaching, uh, the category on Amazon.com. Uh, my book was probably like 10,000th, I think. It was, it was like 10,128th. 10, 10, now, when you list. when you read the title of Jesse Farrar's book, which again is
2: "Ask the Old Football Coach," right? Uh, did you feel that just knowing the title had spoiled the experience for you as well?
4: Uh, you know, there are some things too too good to spoil. I'll say that. You know, uh, I think you could have told me everything that was going to be in that book, and yet every turn of the page would have been a new orgasmic joy uh, to read and and experience. So so. T- Did it spoil it? Yes, I knew what what it was going to be about going in, but with each with each turn of the page, my my expectations were surpassed, and I reached a new level of enlightenment uh, uh, as I went along through the book. So it was uh, really a pleasure.
1: Well, I will I will say, Craig, uh, your new book is a bit of a departure from your your last uh, entry, uh, which was a, a fiction uh, book called uh, the the Custance Gardener. Yeah. That's right. Remember that book? Uh, remember that book turned into a movie? Uh I, Weisz. I think Daniel Craig maybe. Yeah, here was here here was what I was thinking when that Joseph book came out. Ray Fiennes. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah,
4: the Fiennes. Finds. Uh yeah, the Constant Gardener um the the Constant Gardener. Gosh, there must have been a lot of weeds in his flower bed. If he's out there if he's constantly if he's constantly gardening. But let's get back to hockey, which is what I love.
2: Yeah, uh, you are,
4: of course, an uh,
2: NHL writer for uh, The Athletic based out of Detroit. Uh, and one of the things that always amuses me, Craig, about The Athletic is uh, that like the top ten most read articles in the history of The Athletic are all called Why I Joined The Athletic. And it's just multiple different uh, writers' first articles about uh, talking about why they did that. So that seems like the natural question for you. Why did you decide to join The Athletic?
4: Well, as soon as I heard about it, uh, and it's a website, correct?
0: (laughs) Yes.
4: Okay. So as soon as I heard about it, I knew that this was the website I wanted to be on. Um, And so basically, I just went online, I made an account and signed up uh then it sent me an email to verify that it wasn't it was me i was making the account so i just clicked verify on the uh the email that they sent over um and i did later forget the password they sent me a temporary password i'm not gonna it's not we don't need to go behind the scenes about it. i'm not going to get into all the nitty-gritty of it um but i did have to eventually replace that password with a more secure password of my own um anyway so that that's my story of how i joined (laughs) that's
2: how you joined
4: why did you join oh oh yeah um i guess they wanted they wanted to pay me 100 million dollars to write about (laughs) the zamboni and i said okay so i don't know i'd be crazy to pass that up (laughs)
2: yeah i mean clearly opportunity Um, of a lifetime stefan uh you told me that you had booked craig Custance today. That's
4: right. It's me. The Craig monster as I'm known on uh, the athletic.com
2: as far as I know, this is Craig customs. I
4: don't,
1: I don't think it is though. Uh, kind of is. Now yeah. that you mentioned it, he does sound like uh, another former guest of the show. Uh, uh, one, uh, Mr. Mohammed Ada.
2: When did we have him on again? Hey
1: guys. i uh, back. 9-10-2001. <laughs> Did we, re- uh, we, no, like, Did we reveal it's Jesse and not Craig? No, I, mean, I think people probably figured it out. I, I, I don't give our listeners that much credit, but I, I think they realize it's Jesse at this point. Oh, oh
3: cool. Hey, Jesse.
4: Hey, guys. Hey, uh, sorry I had to thanks pull for the for... wool over your eyes there.
3: Oh, that's okay. Uh, to, to Just for anyone who's listening... Uh, Craig Cussins is supposed to get. He is going to guest on the show. We just couldn't get him on the show this week, but he will be on the show. So don't think that my tweet I was – don't think we were lying to you and saying that he was coming on the show.
1: Uh, he is going to be on the show. Assuming he, he doesn't to this the first five minutes of this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Well, I did – I mean, to be fair, I did email him, and I said, hey, we're going to be recording on Sunday night at 8, and also we're probably going to talk a lot about 9-11. Is that okay? And then he never ma- emailed me back, so <laughs> –
1: <laughs> Maybe you left out uh, the part about recording on a Sunday night.
3: That's pretty- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Probably got a little too personal. Yeah. Um, I'm now going to be doing everybody's favorite thing and eating into a microphone. Oh, wonderful!
1: Well, I'm uh, I'm smoking this uh, this little pen that I bought. So. Oh, you bought a vape pen? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool.
4: No, it's just a normal Bic, and he just can't keep the damn thing lit, but he's <laughs> trying real hard.
2: What other ways has uh, Los Angeles changed you, Stefan? I feel well, like... I'm wearing
1: a, a Dodgers a sweatshirt because yeah. obviously I care about the game a lot. I don't have Stardew Valley on in the background. I was watching the baseball game. I'm not playing a farming simulator on uh, big screen TV. I feel like you pick up like a new quirk living down there every single week, and this week it's vaping now. Well, it's vaping marijuana. Oh, okay.
0: It's yeah. not fair, true. Sure. Of then, course. Then why I, does it... I was
3: vaping
1: marijuana in Vancouver.
3: Then why does it smell like cotton candy in here?
1: Well, you're you're in a different uh, country. <laughs> oh, a likely right. story. A yeah. Well, that's okay. Do you feel like Vancouver, Stefan, would hate LA, Stefan? No, I'm exactly the same, I think. It's just, I, I, it's like hotter. That's we, pretty, it's pretty much it, I guess.
2: We don't have Venmo up here, though, anymore, or ever. No, I know. Actually, you don't <laughs> have Venmo. You don't have Sling. You don't have
1: Hulu. Your Netflix fucking sucks ass. Ugh. Oh, our Netflix. Yeah. Vancouver Vancouver, Stefan is dead. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right, right up on my, uh, on my patio overlooking uh, some palm trees uh, and a bunch of uh, feral cats and a- occasionally a possum. That sounds like uh, you're in Los Feliz, right? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Close enough.
0: It's
2: It's fairly close. It is
1: Speaking close. of
3: Hollywood, if you wanted to get tickets to a Hollywood show,
2: <laughs> the number one thing to do would be to use the SeatGeek mobile app. That's Jesse, right. have you ever used the SeatGeek mobile app before? Um,
4: I'm going to be honest with you. I have not used it. Uh, do you buy tickets to concerts and sporting events? I don't go anywhere. Never? Um, no, I don't do any of that shit. I don't like doing it. Um, sorry if you're not allowed to say shit during the ad. Uh, you can just cut this out, but I, I don't fucking go anywhere. I don't like going to any of that garbage shit. <laughs> it fucking sucks to be there in person.
2: I mean, I know that you have kids, but, uh, you don't like to treat the wife to a show every so often. Hell no. Oh, well, what,
4: what am I, what, what, what am I going to take her to? What, what are we going to do down here? What do
2: you
1: she want loves me to do? That, she loves the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah man, I think uh in-person sporting events are really bad. Um and concerts also. I don't like music, so uh. I don't I definitely don't want to see it live where they're like they drop a guitar pick and they got to pick it up again. God, I don't want to <laughs> see that. Keep that shit at home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's all that ever happens whenever I go to a concert so many guitar picks constantly fumbling their guitar picks but if you would like to uh, take in a show and watch them of course have to struggle to pick up the picks that they dropped uh, you should buy tickets through SeatGeek because uh, buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated but there is a better simpler way to buy and that is with SeatGeek it is the smartest easiest way to get tickets to live events with SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices guaranteed there's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Uh, Unless you just want to stay home, but I don't recommend that because I'm constantly looking at the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. John, uh, the Whitecaps just played their final game of the season. Playoffs just around the corner. Are those playoff tickets going to be hard to get? Yeah, man. <laughs> and you better use SeatGeek, yeah, dog, because it is designed to make your ticket buying
3: experience. Not for me; I'm a season ticket holder. They give me my tickets right away,
2: easier than ever. They save you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals, and to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Unlike when you use those. Other guys. Make SeatGeek (laughs) your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. And best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code REALGOOD today. That's promo code REALGOOD for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase.
1: Uh, Um, Jesse? A couple things quickly. Sorry, John. Um, Justin, I noticed after Greg complimented uh, the way you say the other guys – uh, you really went all out this year. Well, way. I haven't done it in several weeks, so that was special no, no. for him. I respect it, and it shows how 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 you respect the listeners as well. And then the other thing is, Jesse, what do you think about seeing that firsthand? The Justin ad copy.
4: Well, it was really impressive. Um, he's obviously a pro. Uh, he's obviously done it in such a way that he's going to be able to cut out the parts where I was extremely uh, crass and vulgar at the very beginning and just uh, have his part stitched in. No, and no, I those are definitely going to stay uh, in. I'm going to leave that Those part, are going to stay in for sure. Take that boys. i eating salami. You're eating hard salami, it says.
1: From, uh, what is it, Boar's Head, I think is that uh, that's the, the brand? You, it's right. your fucking thing, man. Um, well, it doesn't say it on there, but I know it is Boar's Ed.
4: Okay, well, it's probably some off-brand, and you're just trying to upgrade it to Boar's Ed to look cool in front of everybody else, which uh, I don't respect at all, unlike the way I respect Justin, because he's such a pro when he does these ads. The only thing I'll say about SeatGeek, and then we can leave it, and like I said, you can cut this whole part out or I have an opinion about SeatGeek. You don't have to leave this in, okay? Because okay. I don't want you to get in trouble. I'm just going to say, I am not going to use the SeatGeek app. I'm not going to use it. Okay, unless there's a way to have the seats graded, like uh, like if it shows up on the thing where it's it'll be like red is bad and green is good. It actually, unless there's that feature, I'm never touching that piece of garbage.
2: It actually is exactly like that. That is their number one feature.
4: Okay. I need to, okay. Obviously I need to like, uh, I, I need to have a, a, a thorough sit down with myself and reevaluate my choices in life. Cause first of all, I'm, I'm downloading it right now. I'm just telling you, I'm
2: downloading it right now. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it worked on someone. And when you are done downloading it, Jesse, once again, what's
4: the co- sorry? Sorry, just before you continue, what's the code I need to use? That's to exactly
2: control? what I was about to tell you. And then it's okay. promo code Real Good for twenty dollars okay. off your first SeatGeek purchase. Now, Jesse Farrar, you got to witness firsthand my broadcast professionalism because we had you as a guest on uh, one of my shows on Sportsnet Radio a couple weeks ago and you were openly declared on the program as our NFL insider, Jesse Farrar. I've been curious uh, to get your opinion on what that experience was like and and what it was like to hear your name in that
1: context. How did it change your life, Jesse?
4: Oh, how didn't it uh, change my life, Stefan, uh, with your generic-ass lunch meat over there? Um,
1: Well, you're sitting in the chair you usually sit in, so... Well... And it says uh, there's that plate that says "nerd" behind your head.
4: <laughs> okay, don't read plates behind my head. Um, I, I, you know, I've used I've used the clip uh, I've used the clip on some applications. Uh, right now, I'm in the classic application phase of uh, uh, just not getting a callback or email back. Uh, it's like I didn't send it in, or maybe if I did actually send it in, but I threw it into like a void in the middle of space, like the one where. Matthew McConaughey goes into to rescue his daughter, like in the the time portal or whatever. Uh, I think that's where all my applications go because I haven't heard back yet. Um, so I don't know how impressive it was. I enjoyed it though. What movie is that in, Jesse? You know that I have trouble with titles of things. Yeah. Uh, um, past Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: interesting. Yeah. Interstellar, actually. Interstellar. Yeah. No, it was Fast Times at Ridgemont High because he's like, here's the thing I like about huge uh, wormhole time portals. Uh, I get older and they stay the same age. <laughs>
2: well, that's Dazed and that's Confused. Dazed and Confused, which is what you are right now about what movie it was.
1: <laughs> I always confuse. They're the same movie. They're actually, well, one, of the- one is a remake of uh, Fast Times, was a Danish film by Lars von Trier. And Dazed and Confused was the American remake.
4: Oh, boy. Don't bring him up, please. Come on. Oh, is he in the news? Yeah, he's another one of those guys. Is he? Yeah. That's no good, man. Don't pull an Al Michaels and say the thing. Don't do the...
1: Well, we're going to play that at some point. He's being outed outed
4: as a perv now, too? I think it was one of those things that was even more than well known.
3: I'm going to say d- that doesn't seem surprising. I, I don't mean, know I
4: don't
2: know anything about movies. I mean Roman Polanski obviously, but I didn't know.
4: Yeah, much. I think he's definitely in the same breath. Really? I yeah. just thought
2: he was a crazy person who directs insane films. Wow. Well, but I guess he's that too. Exactly. Jesse. Sir, how old are your kids? You never talk about them.
4: Uh, well, the thing is, is they are not that funny. So it's hard <laughs> for me to, to say a whole lot about them. I understand. Uh, also, I feel like everything I say uh, gets analyzed uh, by like 15,000 people that I don't know on a personal basis. Uh, so it's a little strange to be like, oh, my kid lost a tooth today. And then a whole bunch of people like uh, driving in their cars to work have to think about my kid's tooth for like a nanosecond. Um,
3: or they're like, oh, fuck, I bet you jacked off
4: yeah or that yeah or that that's uh obviously uh, definitely what i was thinking of um, which, one,
1: uh, which one do you love more
4: okay so um uh, uh i guess cumulatively i've loved the older one more because she's been around longer right that's so true.
1: Yeah. that was so the like, answer before jesse Extremely over time right. she has re- she's
4: received more love but i think the rate of love is equivalent so do you, uh, but yeah but the, you have a boy, a boy and a girl we have two girls. They are oh, four girls. and six as of uh, this past month.
3: Nice.
4: Uh, so we had three birthday parties because you got to have one for one of them, and then one for the other one, and then one as a joint party for the family to come. You know, right? And uh, do the whole thing. So we had a lot of cupcakes this month. Um, so anyway, this is why I don't talk about them. This uh, this month. Uh, what's that? This month. Oh, okay, because I I I'm yeah. fat. I
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, like I don't it.
4: actually like cupcakes that much, to be honest with you.
3: Oh, okay. Well, so then how else did you get into that
4: body? Uh, I think mostly uh, ales, lagers, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. pilsners, okay. stouts. He okay. doesn't call himself the beer idiot for nothing. <laughs> that's fair, <laughs> fair can, enough. <laughs> that's right. I can name four styles of beer, and that's it. Don't press <laughs> me on <any>
2: <laughs> Do you uh, now consider yourself an NFL insider in your day-to-day life?
1: You like have a little extra spring in your step as you walk down yeah, the street. Yeah, because he watches the NFL inside. <laughs> Very good, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: guess, but. He actually, I don't
1: know if you saw. I actually cupped my hand. Yeah, it
4: sounded really cuffy. Yeah, um, I've heard of Cuphead, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say it's been a. It's like a cumulative. I don't want to use the same word again, but uh, it's you know over time. I feel like I've gotten more and more NFL insidery. Uh, when Vice Sports was still a thing, I had a recurring column on there about how to crack the fantasy football code, uh, the George Costanza method, um, and I felt like uh, I really I really developed some keen NFL insights there, uh, and I, your, your show was actually not the first radio hit I've done. Uh, I did one uh, on Super Bowl week, uh, whatever, whatever fucking Super Bowl that was. I called some show in St. Louis, I think, and... Uh, and talk to them uh, as if I knew what I was talking about. So wow, um, so yeah, I, you know I, th- I think I've been an expert. The expert was inside me all along.
2: and here I was thinking I gave you your big break, but really Well, no
4: I, the tr- no one will ever give me my break. Uh, no, that was me.
1: his chair. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't cut my hand there. I guess I could have cut my hand there. More uh, cup. What would you say uh, like how, uh, in terms of uh, being cumulative, how do you think the NFL insider thing is treating you cumulatively? <laughs> um,
4: I got, I mean, I got a, I mean, you know, I got a book, uh, so that helps. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that helps. seems like the apex. Um, I don't know how I could do, uh, maybe I could go on TV would be the next thing, but, um, but I think the fact that I don't like the NFL very much uh, and I don't, uh, know anything about it would maybe be the one thing that would hold me back but other than that i think i'm primed to, to be on nfl nfl in the morning with your host you
1: know jf bunch of i would t- love i would love to see you on tv jesse yeah look for him on espn nashville hopefully not just uh not just a file photo uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on all right uh well we got to thank some me. donors right. we I I, I want to say one thing quickly. I want to hear Jess if he's on TV. I want to hear his name first before any like descriptor of him. I want it to be like Jesse Farrar and not like father of two and husband Jesse Farrar, because like Cause then something bad is happening. One of them he's probably dead,
0: and the other uh, one he's yeah. talking. So yeah,
4: I don't I don't want my name to be followed by was last seen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: On uh, on Vine Pair. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. I don't I don't need that. I don't need that. Well, can I? Um, I know you you're you're doing your your bit now, where you read the uh, read the donors. Can I read some donors? Um,
2: sure, sure. You got I the mean, list
4: printed out, right?
2: <clears throat> Not really. No, though. but that's fine. But you can add your personal spin on all of their names. If yeah. You want. So
3: I'll just I'll say the name, and then you can you can thank them. You got a in the
1: personal rate. thank you from Jesse. Yeah. His yeah. yeah. right. thank you counts for all of us. as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money, that we know. That that we know. know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All your names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck your your parents.
0: parents.
3: So first we've got it. We've got a lot of donors to thank this week. Again, uh, thank you to those of you who donated for the Hex Giving episode. And if you haven't yet, you can do that: Patreon.com/slash/RealGoodShow. Ryan Mance at Ryan Classic uh, just moved
2: his pledge from five dollars to seven. I'll tell you exactly why he did that. Because I figured there must be a reason. Greg Ballack, uh, who also works with me at Sportsnet 650, posted a photo of our studio, which has the Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Funko Pop that I bought for this show currently is residing in our Sportsnet studio. And uh, Ryan saw that and asked if it belonged to me. And I said yes. And then he, in tribute to Colin Kaepernick, upped his pledge to his jersey number. So thank you, Ryan. Yes, in other news,
3: Colin Kaepernick changed his jersey number to 700.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jesse, go
3: ahead. You can thank Ryan Mance.
4: Uh Ryan, you're the manse. Nice. <laughs>
3: nice. Alright, our next uh you should do this all the time. All right, well, this one you might have a little bit of a tougher time with. Uh thank you. Uh $5 pledge from Evan Duddles. Thank you, Evan.
4: Thank you, Evan. Thanks, Evan. Uh Evan Duddle D's. I love I love your big pledges.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, next up is Patrick Belding. He also donated $5 to the show. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick.
4: Patrick, thank you for uh, contributing to what we are building here on RGS. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Belding. That's great. Uh, Mark Phillips pledged
3: $5 to the show. Mark Phillips, thank you very much for that, Mark. Thanks, Mark.
4: Mark, uh, Mark there's nothing funky bunch about the bunch of dollars you just gave to <laughs> Real Good Show.
3: Very good. Okay, and next. pull up your
4: pants as well. Okay, sorry. No, that's okay.
3: <laughs> next, uh, Dan Saint Jean. Uh, Dan, thank you for pledging. Also, a five dollar donor. Thank you to Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Uh,
4: sometimes you just got to take what's right in front of you. Dan, you're a Saint John for uh, pledging to the show.
3: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we now have a funny pledge.
4: Uh, the uh, the pledge
3: uh, from Blaine Brown, uh, and they've pledged six six six. To our devilish program thank here thank you blaine thanks
4: blaine what can brown do for you he can donate six dollars and 66 cents yeah. to your podcast
3: nice and lastly uh this is a bit of a, a crazy listener that we just found out we had who's not only a female uh but uh or a woman i should say she's not only a woman. But yeah. who are you, Cam Newton? Exactly. I know. I, I corrected myself. I apologize to the, all of the beautiful, uh, wonderful ladies that are, again, that's problematic. Well, it's not, not just the... about They're their looks. making things yeah. a lot worse, John. Yeah, I know. Yeah. To all the wonderful women who listen to the show. we are so kind. All of these lovely ladies. they excellent. <laughs> so kind. <laughs> uh, this is, first of all, a woman that listens to the show. She's not named Sam, which is crazy. And... She's from Australia. Yeah. So we have no idea how she came about. uh, I actually have known that she has been in existence as a listener for like almost a year, I feel like. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Anyway, thank you to Rachel Richardson for donating $5 to the show. Thank you, Rachel.
4: Uh, Thanks to Rachel. Uh, I guess we're all going to be throwing more shrimp on the Barbie this month.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will say, uh, Rachel, when you're listening to this, it's probably going to be a day ahead. Yeah, yeah, so happy Tuesday. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess it totally depends on what... It's going to be whatever... You know what? I've, I was under the impression we were doing this live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. oh, you. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. I mean, it's we gonna, are I mean, high
1: we, on drugs. It will. I am high on drugs. Uh, but it'll be a day ahead regardless. It won't be ahead of this day. Uh, so whenever she listens to it, it, it's a different... You might be uh, two or three. It's true of everybody. everyone, though, you dipshit. Or, like or, or even everyone four will days be listening ahead. to
4: this in the future. It's not possible to listen to something in the past.
3: Yeah, it's like Mitch Hedberg's uh, joke about how someone was like, "Oh, is that a picture of you when you were younger?" It's like, "Yeah, <laughs> every picture of me is when I was younger." That's how photos yeah. work. Of course, uh,
1: I would uh, I would argue Jesse that it is possible to listen to the past. It's called uh, respecting your elders.
4: Okay. Uh, you're clearly uh, losing uh, rapidly your grip, uh, grip on what's going on here. <laughs> uh, and you could not look any more uh, like a dandy with your little pen flipping around in your fingers. It's ridiculous. You look like Gambit.
0: <laughs> I got a
4: haircut, too. What do you think of the haircut? Ah,
0: dude, a clown.
3: Yeah,
4: absolutely.
3: Oscar Mild over here.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, no. That was a bit much. Just put the pen down. Yeah. No. I'm go. not I am feeling uh, feeling foppish today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I noticed. We got a couple uh, other uh, contributions from listeners this week. Somebody did write in, Stefan, I know you asked specifically that they do this uh, during the Hexgiving episode. Uh, you asked people to look at the photo in our Facebook group of your dog having a boner next to John, and asked right. people to name the color of Kelso's dick. Yeah. So this email is called Kelso Dick Color. It came to us from Donnie Richardson, and he says, "Gotta say, the dick is the exact
1: color of Gamercom Code Red." Which uh, is there. It is. I mean, I was about to say that's that's D Rich in the house. I think is his name on on Twitch, and he's a. Uh, He's a day one listener uh, and viewer of the of the gamer stream. Uh, he threw on the gamer cum reference there, so I appreciate that. That's a great email. Oh, did you done.
3: guys did you guys enjoy NHL Stanley Cup last night? Did you get motion, did you get motion sickness?
1: I'm gl- I'm glad uh, Jesse's on the show for this because he wants to talk to you about that. But we have one more person to thank, and then we Jesus can go. Jesus like Christ. Uh, Yeah, well, we actually
2: got a theme song sent into us this week because uh, we actually, Jesse, said that we were jealous, I was personally jealous anyways, of the excellent uh, music that you have on your program. Of course, your Kickstarter sucks, uh, and it's an excellent theme song that somebody wrote for you. I love listening to it each and every week, and we, of course, probably have some musician listeners out there with some creative talents of their own. Nobody at this point has decided to write us any music, uh, but we did get somebody, uh, our friend Fruits Are Edible, Craig Tamble in fact, uh, submitted a theme song for the Real Good Secret segment and of course that's what we're going to get into right now, so I'm going to play that theme song.
0: do you want to know a secret? I'll keep you my dirty little secret.
2: That's our current front-runner because it's the only submission we've received for the Real Good Secret theme song. I like it.
3: I like it a lot. I do, I do, I do not enjoy that it doesn't have Madonna uh, on it. My original theme for that, which was, My baby's got a secret. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's just classic. But and Maybe I'll,
2: you already gave that one away, so he wanted to come uh, up that's with a fair. bunch of different ones. That's fair. Ones. So our secret this week comes
3: in from... Anonymous I don't get tricked even though they did not send this from a burner email so Steph I couldn't read say, the guy's name last week so, so I could I, say their person's this person's I, name but I, I won't I'd rather not have to bleep anything out this person says this is not a particularly shameful secret I disagree with that statement but in any case <laughs> they say it's not particularly shameful but it is something I would never want my family to discover the truth about this is a bit of a long one so buckle up. Oh, it's worth it. It is worth it. A little exposition. When my brother Jim, fake name, was a junior in high school, I was in seventh grade. At this age, I was savvy enough to know that I could sneak a beer or two down into our basement on weekends and drink as I played Xbox or whatever. Being a lazy, drunk kid, I would often piss in empty Gatorade bottles on these occasions. Eventually, it got to the point where there were maybe seven or eight of those bottles under the couch. The pathetic thing is there is a slop sink down on the other end of the basement. I could have at least just pissed down a drain. Well, a day of reckoning came... One day, my mom found those bottles and a few empty beer cans. My parents did not even suspect me. Despite his protests and denial, my older brother was blamed and punished. They took his car privileges for a couple weeks and stopped keeping beer in the house until he graduated. They made him clean the basement top to bottom, too. To this day, my brother insists that it must have been his friend Eli who frequently slept over who was stashing super dehydrated urine under our couch. Do I feel shitty about this? Yeah, but here is why it gets worse. over the years my older brother has become more and more reactionary so anytime he's letting me know what black lives matter or trans people ought to do i just say yeah says the guy who collects his piss <laughs> it drives him nuts on the first christmas jim brought his girlfriend to spend with the family someone said something about gatorade which prompted my dad to tell this story to her about her boyfriend hoarding piss like a teenage howard hughes <laughs> My brother uh, Aspergered out and had a Rain Man-like struggle to explain that it was Eli. Definitely, uh, definitely not Jim. So yeah, the secret is that I have let my brother take the fall, consequences and embarrassment for my sweet seventh grade piss. Ironically, I think the secret origin of his straight white men are unfairly prosecuted political complex is that he actually did get blamed for a crime he didn't commit.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. There's definitely shame involved, but I do like that he's, like, super reactionary now, and you can uh, make fun of him for it, even though he knows he didn't do it. hmm that's, that's very funny.
3: Yeah, the way, he, the way he told the story here is very good. Um, but he did also pee in bottles and keep it under his couch. So, not great. Yeah. But not really great for anyone. I like the
2: way he passed that off like it was just a totally normal thing. Not a weird secret, this one. Yeah. Oh, this isn't shameful at all. Yeah, I was just too lazy to go to the bathroom to pee.
3: So, yeah, I just peed in bottles. (laughs) And then stashed them under the couch. Now, I don't know if I've told you uh, guys this before, but uh, I've never drank. And so I maybe can't relate as much. But have you guys ever, were you ever like that? Were you ever, like, young and drunk and just thought, yeah, fuck it. I'll just piss in bottles.
1: No, I have never. I have drank a lot of beer. I've never pissed in a bottle. I've always pissed in a toilet or uh, the ground.
2: I've never just like been hanging out drunk in my like parents' basement. So that seems like it would stop me from doing any part of this story. I, right.
1: pissed, I pissed into a bathtub once. Just uh, directly into a
3: bathtub. Sure, yeah. Well, that's fine. Jesse, what about you? Have you ever peed in a bottle?
4: Uh, no, all my piss has gone to normal places. Yeah. Um, <laughs> i don't i didn't put it anywhere weird like as a joke or uh, because i was like tired or something um and no i i didn't i wasn't drunk in high school or is is that what this he was saying he was in he was a kid well you're saying grade seven
1: grade yeah
4: jesus man this is not this is like this i'm not i'm not gonna get into this guy's fucking home life because it's it sounds fucked up but uh First of all, like, the dad, de- okay, let me just say this much. The You catch the older kid drinking and then the dad never drinks beer again. That's a, f- a fucking insane solution to the problems. like, well, I clearly can't talk to my son about his uh, illicit use of alcohol in my home. So, uh, well, I guess we're all just, I'm done with beer now. I'm not going to drink that anymore. Like, what a fucking nut. No wonder his kid grew up pissing in bottles. <laughs> and it was a good secret, though. I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to bust on this guy. It's just no man just fucking i've never been so trash that i can't make it to a a toilet like obviously when i get to the toilet some other stuff happens but i at least (laughs) get there you know yeah you're you uh you post on the internet can we do something about this like can can we can we can get this man some coffee or something yeah Stefan, what's up with you today (laughs) no i'm totally fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah you gotta sober up man when has anyone ever said I'm fine uh, when they are fine that's actually what I do all the time I
3: just just let people know they're like oh hey John how's it going I'm like yeah I'm just fine everything's fine they don't even ask me I'm just like hey I'm John I'm fine
1: I think I've been very funny tonight.
3: Well, you would think (laughs) that because you're pretty fucking high.
4: (laughs) Stefan, you are funny and your jokes are funny, but a funny way to play off of them for me is to act like you're annoying me. Um, (laughs) It's it's not true. Uh, You're a really funny guy and super talented, and please do cut this part out. Um, But Stefan is a a great kid, and I see a lot of of success in his future, and I, I can only hope that he brings me along for the ride and then also maybe one of you guys probably. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it'll be like uh, like when every uh, I always used to remark because I used to listen to like a lot of like heavier like screamo music and stuff. And when those bands would get more popular, they would always, without question. Uh, fire like a member of the band that like wasn't a greatest musician. It was often the drummer, but sometimes they would bring in a new guitar player or something like that. I feel like like a,
2: drummers get replaced the most often.
3: Yeah, for sure. A really good session player. Uh, th- so that'll be what happens to our podcast. Stefan will break, and then they'll be like, "Ah, oh,
1: one of these guys is dead weight. You got to cut him out."
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel
1: like uh, I feel like we could be uh, Entourage uh, if everyone was turtle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've
4: never seen the show, but I gather Turtle is uh not the star of it.
3: No. No. He's like he's Vince's like driver. It. Actually I guess they're all kind of comic relief. Yeah. Well, yeah. turtle and drama more yeah, so. I feel than like Eric. I could be
2: drama. I'm good at making breakfast.
3: Yeah, Justin's a good cook and is also a whiny bitch. <laughs> that seems like a, the I'm only thing he ever breakfast? does drama yeah drama drama's the cook eric is vince's manager drama cooks all the meals in the house you guys don't have to
1: demonstrate your knowledge of entourage
3: no i i've seen every episode and the movie uh, and
2: the movie
3: yeah of course i don't give a shit what We've, i've talked about seeing the movie on the yeah, show I guess before so. yeah with cal bonnie yeah i guess
1: yeah. i just fucking blocked that out of my mind you weren't what? on that episode stefan that's why
3: whatever it's fine it's not a big Jesse, deal who's your, uh, who's your favorite
1: entourage character
4: Oh man. Um, God, I guess my favorite is probably, uh, uh, double nasty. Um, that guy had some great scenes, uh, later on in the show when they were exploring his bisexuality. Uh, I love that. I love that storyline. My
2: favorite is probably Dom. Is that real? yeah he's like the he's uh an old friend from back in the bronx who pops up on the show and they like tease that maybe he's going to be a new regular cast member but everyone hates him and he leaves after like three episodes he's like the poochie of entourage
0: well
3: like one of the like main reasons they kick him out too is because he has loud sex with hookers Because he's fresh out of jail. So he, so yeah, so they're like, he's already getting on their nerves. And then like the last straw is when he's like having sex with a lady. But like the whole show is about that. Like it's about them all trying to get sex. Mm -hmm. So it seems like very strange that they're like, hypocritical. yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. And you put well, you put 100 hours into that.
3: <laughs> no, not 100. The seasons of Entourage are only like eight episodes long, and they're only like 30 minutes or less. Yeah, So like 20 hours, maybe?
2: Plus a film? No, I feel like it's more than 20 hours, because it was Gil, Gil Ozeri did an entire series marathon before he went and saw the movie, and it took him an entire weekend of never stopping from
1: well, Friday I would, to I would Sunday. The total running time of Entourage, the series and the movie, but we've got some excellent clips. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's true. We do.
1: Speaking of, uh, I'll look it up. Clips that are
2: actually worth watching. <laughs> let's get to our clips of the week, and it is clips plural this week because, uh, oh boy, we got a couple good ones. They both came from uh, today's NFL broadcasts. Entourage has a hundred episodes. I didn't know it was that many. Fuck. And they're half an hour long. About, so yeah, so three. That's three hundred minutes right there. Wait, no. No. Three <laughs> thousand minutes. Three thousand minutes. Oh no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so Justin can't do math, and I'm I've watched twenty six hundred minutes. Yeah, according to Amazon, it's twenty six hundred minutes, so
2: forty three hours and twenty minutes. Wow. Alright, uh, our first clip, Tom, comes to us from uh, Dick Stockton of the NFL broadcast on Fox. And honestly... This might be a Clip of the Year contender. I really feel like... Yeah, Justin, g- you're really into this clip, and I actually think the other clip we have this week is already better than this one. So
3: I'm not sure that it is a contender for Well, I the disagree,
2: year. and I get a vote in one of the Clips of the Year. No, you so. don't. We leave
3: it to the listeners. Oh, do we?
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like we are able to uh, corral them a little bit, though. Point yeah, them but in the they're right not going to agree. You, there are so many good no, Clips this year. I feel year. like the people like me and agree with uh, the things that I say. So well, I'm going to hope that this will be a Clip of the Year. There are a lot of really great clips.
3: All right. Well, let's
2: hear it and find out and let the people decide for themselves. It's not that great, to be honest. The Visa halftime report Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony.
3: Look on graphic for the final two bullet points.
4: Well, sometimes young offensive tackle right there. Look.
3: It is a great clip. I like that he didn't even. There's two good things. The first one was that he didn't even, like, recognize that he did it or, like, apologize. He wasn't like, oh, or, like, apologize at all. And I love that the his broadcaster inflection still carried him through the, like, yeah. he's like, we've got Kurt and Terry coming up at halftime and look at the other two slides for the final <laughs> he, reading.
2: He did kind of give, like, a whoops. But it w- he just said, well, but in a regretful right. tone. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> but I thought that was the other guy. I thought it was the other guy that was oh, like.
3: was it? That was like, Can well. We go- let's go back and hear well, that You're again. a young offensive lineman. Let's hear it again. On the Visa Halftime Report, Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. Well,
2: sometimes young <laughs> offensive
0: tackle right <laughs>
2: that's, a, that's a pretty long pause. That's a fairly substantial. Cause. I'm pretty sure it is him who says "well," and then yeah, the other guy was, jumps in. The too. other guy
3: jumps in right after. Yeah, uh, it was just the timing of it that made me feel like
2: it was it was the, the same guy. That's so good. Oh my goodness. Uh, and yeah, we got Jesse. You referenced this clip earlier.
4: Yeah, yeah, sorry, I, a- I forgot that you uh, you were you had this in a segment later. I didn't mean to tease it. I hope nobody turned off the podcast and didn't get to hear the clip because it's um it's a doozy. <laughs> Do you want to set it up for us? Uh, so as as far as I know, this is uh, Al Michaels, um, who is sort of the um I, I I guess most people realize that he's sort of the old guard, like the preeminent veteran uh, broadcaster in the U.S., especially when it comes to football. Um, having been around for most of its uh, prime period, uh, he's great at what he does. Um, he's got a terrific timbre to his voice you just can't replicate. He uh, frequently sneaks in uh, fun little things about the point spread, like, oh, this is gonna matter for somebody. like he's very self-aware, you know he's not a robot, uh, but he kind of goes off script uh, here a little bit more than uh, I think uh, his producers would have liked. And we will hear that
2: right now. And that is knocked down by Bradley Roby. I mean, let's face it. The Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. And they're off by 14 points. <laughs>
4: Only my L.A. guy comes up with that well, one. Well, you know. There you go. All you have to do is read the papers. Any paper. <laughs>
3: I like that he that's yeah. his justification. Well, all
1: you all you got to do is read the papers. Yeah. He's
3: having a bad week, Chris.
1: <laughs> um underrated part of that clip is that he prefaces it with uh, "Hey, let's face it." <laughs>
0: yeah,
4: it's it's obviously written material. Like we all know this
2: obviously. Uh <laughs> I, yeah, I also love that that's like an LA reference and not a international news story. <laughs> yeah. Of course was, my I LA
3: guy have... talks about that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> did you uh did you guys see the james corden jokes I, not to give short shrift to al michaels but did you see yeah Corden's i jokes? did
2: yeah they were awful no awful. what
4: i didn't see these what happened okay well maybe uh maybe just he was, Justin can he was like
3: performing things. at some like awards he show was hosting
2: or yeah hosting he was hosting Sorry, yeah, some hosting. sort of gala last night and he yeah. was just like but it wasn't like making jokes it was just like the punchline was like Rape every single time, you know. Like it wasn't. It there was there's nothing clever about it. It was just like, uh, and if you're uh, if you go outside today, you might get raped by Harvey Weinstein, and people were
4: like,
0: Jesus that was like- Christ, in the <laughs> audience.
2: No, not, let me, uh, that's not very hey, I'll
4: I'll, uh, I'll pull it up here. I, I think I can pipe it in directly. So let's, let's I'm i gonna, gonna let. Oh no! I'd like to hear. It. Oh yeah. you
3: oh you have the
2: audio. I was just gonna read it. Oh, if you have the audio, even better. Jesse, I think I, we, I think we lost you audio-wise. I can't hear you at all right now. I think he thinks he's
4: playing the clip, but we, we yeah. Don't. I think I'm playing the clip, but I'm not.
2: Okay, so sorry <laughs>
0: about that. Uh, this is hard. <laughs> <and it's>, okay.
4: <laughs> I tried to play it in a in a window. And send it to the capture of the audio card. That's I okay. That's okay. Uh,
2: John has the quotes, so we don't actually have to hear James Gordon's delivery and can just judge the material
4: on its own. Okay, it's so going to be funnier coming out of his mouth because John is a more accomplished comedian, of course. But
3: <laughs> well, thank <laughs> can you. you do it in,
4: can you do it in a British accent at least?
3: Sure. Uh, this is a beautiful room. It's a beautiful night here in L.A. So beautiful. Harvey Weinstein has already asked tonight up to his hotel to give him a message.
0: Ugh. Jesus. Ugh.
3: It has been weird this week, though, watching Harvey Weinstein in hot water. Ask any of the women who watched him take a bath.
1: Oh, my God. I thought at least he was doing this in a car with, like, uh, Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was actually at
3: uh, – it was at a – he's standing at a podium uh, that says, Making AIDS History. So, uh yeah, it was the Amphar gala. I yeah, guess I was going to say Arfta or something. Raising like that. raising money for for AIDS. Amfar is close enough. And then though. he also said, uh, "Harvey Weinstein wanted to come tonight, but sadly he'll settle for whatever potted plant is closest."
1: That's so, like hardly even a joke. Yeah,
4: none that was, of them. Here's here's my amateur opinion on these jokes. Uh, the the first one was uh, let's see the first one was asking. Uh, Them up tonight to his hotel room to give him a massage. Yeah, Uh,
3: because LA is so beautiful,
4: right? Okay, so uh, Clumsy right Uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense doesn't track very well The second one I think is at least a premise you could work on in a different setting at a different time The hot water to shower thing at least translates right like that actually makes sense. Yeah I'm not saying it's in good taste or funny. But it's at least a joke. Yeah, but and yeah, uh, the punchline is just repeating the setup a second time. It's poorly constructed, right? <laughs> but but there is there is a kernel of joke in it somewhere if you scrape off all the turds. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is not a there's no gag to it at all uh, because c- he would come. He's not coming a potted potted plant. He's still coming. Come. Yeah. So it doesn't. <laughs> Like dramatically. Well,
1: also, also, it said he's going to come tonight, but he went into a potted plant instead. He still came tonight. Yeah, he no wanted
2: way. he wanted to come tonight, and then he came into a potted plant. Yeah,
1: yeah. he still came. It's it's. I just he like doesn't it just doesn't work.
0: I just it's hope like, this is the.
2: I hope this is the cultural turning point where we all begin to turn on James Corden as just yeah. this but fucking the, the, Scottish the guy. He's, yeah, he's the Scottish, big issue right uh, with his jokes. No, was James that, is English. He's British. He's English. Yeah. Well, he sucks ass, and he just came out of nowhere, and we're all supposed to be like, "Oh, this guy, of course. Why not him?" You know, it's not like John Oliver established like a like five years at least of goodwill on the Daily Show, maybe even longer before he became his own cultural figure. Craig Ferguson was on the Drew Carey Show for ever before he got that show. We knew who these people were. James Corden, who the fuck are you? Go home.
4: I've had enough. I've had enough. Warners, go home. You heard it here first on (laughs) RGS from Justin Morissette. Uh, They're taking our jobs, I believe is what he said. Just who is he? What the fuck? Where did he come from?
2: Uh,
3: He was on the uh, BBC sitcom Gavin and Stacey, which was a huge hit. That sounds terrible. And then, well, based you, on- know
1: what, <laughs> you know what doesn't sound terrible, Justin? Is the questions we're getting from our listeners? <laughs> yeah.
2: Let's go from a questionable rant to questionable questions in our top three
1: questions of the week. Hey yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? <laughs> we murder in CFL podcasts up in this
3: motherfucker. Russell, look out.
2: Anything good in the mailbag this week, John? Actually, yes. And he's not kidding, folks. Great questions this week. three world beater questions. Two of them
3: come in from previous question askers of the half year and year. So we know they're going to be good. And then another one is a guy who's going to be competing, I think, at the end of this year for the RGS prize pack. But in any case, the first question comes in from Craig Tamble worth 100 points. And this is actually a good tie in with our clips of the week. Sports announcers have to give the play-by-play of every sexual encounter you have for the rest of your life. Who would you want announcing it, and what catchphrases would they be using during the action?
2: Can I ask a question uh, before we you may. proceed? And I'm, I'm assuming that you're like the dungeon master of I the, always am. I'm the, the question of master. The questions, yes. Yes. So you get to elaborate as you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the commentators in the room with me? Yes, As I'm doing
3: it. Yes, there is a play-by-play desk in
2: the room. They are sitting at it, and so we can all hear everything that's happening. Mm. Like I can hear the commentary. It's oh, yes, noticeable. To yes, me.
3: it's noticeable to everyone involved.
2: Okay, yeah.
3: So you found a woman that will sleep with you <laughs> despite the fact that there's commentators in your bedroom.
1: <laughs> like uh, it's like
3: that just for men commercial with uh, Keith <clears throat> yeah and- yeah with uh, Walt Frazier and uh, yeah totally.
2: So Justin, you want to go? Yeah, I guess I will. Uh, I will take that classic commentary tandem of uh, uh, Jim Ross, good old JR, and Jerry the King Lawler, uh, <laughs> wrestling commentary the voice of, uh, of course, late '90s WWF. Uh, I feel like, of course, over the course of the intercourse, uh, the the King Jerry Lawler will become very, very worked up. About all of the, uh, presumably, you know, basically everything that happens. Yeah. Uh, during during the uh, you know disrobing, he will uh, shriek about the puppies being on the loose. Yeah. Uh, and then I hope he just goes like ah during the uh, the climax of the entire ordeal. I think he will. And I feel like uh, Jim Ross would make it sound um, dramatic and and uh, give it just like a little bit an air of class, a little bit. That Southern charm of his. I mean, oh, I don't God, know.
4: That's Marvin Gaye's music. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> He's broken her in half
0: <laughs> as God is my witness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that Southern class yep. that we all know and love. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say I got to try and figure out uh, announcers for individual sports rather than team sports if we're being realistic here. Okay. Uh, so. Ah, onanism. Yeah little bit of a joke about uh, my my love of jacking off. I was trying to say proclivity, and, and I real I like paused, and I was like, "Is that the right word?" I'm just going to say my love of. Uh, yeah, you would say proclivity for. Proclivity for. Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. My proclivity for uh, whacking off my uh, tiny dick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, so
1: I'm going to go. I'm not going to go with individual. I'm going to go with the worst possible combination I can think of because I want to see. Uh, if I can, if I can fuck through it, uh, and that's going to be Chris Berman and Gus Johnson.
4: <laughs> you don't like Gus Johnson? I no, I do like
1: Gus Johnson. I just think him with Chris Berman would be atrocious. Back, hmm. back, 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 gone. I, I love, like, I love Gus Johnson. Don't get me wrong, but I just tr- I was trying to think of someone else who was like very loud. Sounds like you don't like Gus Johnson. I do uh, like Gus Johnson. Sounds like you don't like him. Well, maybe I I like Chris Berman. Maybe how about that?
2: Maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe you too. I, I mean, like Chris too. You went as uh, Gus from Recess for Halloween at one point. Yes, and you're gonna I be, did. you're gonna be tugging on your own Johnson. So <laughs> sounds like so you do wh- like Gus Johnson. What? <laughs> That's the biggest. <laughs>
3: well the biggest stretch I've ever heard in my life. Shut the fuck up, John. Whoa, what did you have for dinner last night? Oh, I went to Harvey's for a burger. Oh, cool. Did you have a drink after you? Yeah, I had some wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you like Harvey Weinstein? Cool, cool. Uh, that works. Yeah. yeah sure, that's pretty it, much all, this. it all tracks. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: uh,
3: <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to go. I'll go funny, too, just because, I mean, this would be crazy. Uh, um, I just think a crazy combination of dudes. I wouldn't actually do this. I have a, I have a more serious. A crazy answer. combination
4: of dudes, but who do you want announcing? Yeah, them? yeah.
3: There we go. There it is. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. I think that's funny.
2: I almost snapped. To like uh, compliment
3: it like poetry. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think. I think. Yeah, for sure. That's a good joke. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with John Madden and Don Cherry. okay John and Don. Ooh. yeah uh, just because that I mean the, it would be crazy the the senility factor is mm. high and they would also have uh, occasionally would throw to Greg Zahn, the <laughs> manalist for uh, he only talks about my dick because he's the man I feel like
2: uh John Madden is like the perfect choice here. Yeah. Cuz he's going to bust out like his classic like Maddenisms. It'll be like if you touch the woman, you better fuck the woman. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> John Madden is just going to describe what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh the penis is inside of her now. He's got his big old paws on her. <laughs> and that is uh that is intercourse. Intercourse is happening now. <laughs> and then Don Cherry would be like well, you know, I just gotta say here, you know, uh, these uh, these guys coming in here, you know, uh, I just don't like it. Uh, don't I see he's not uh, he's not using a condom? That's because he's an old school guy, He's grandfathered in. You know, all these guys ever since they brought the ever since they brought the condoms in, just hasn't been the same. You know, you just got all these sissies running around, just fucking yeah, protected. Yeah,
1: Craig this was the last guy in the NHL to raw dog. Eat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with John, John, Don, and Greg.
4: It's good. It's a good tandem. Yes, he, um, okay, may, may I answer as well? Yeah, yeah of course you may. Wow. Now, the question was specifically for catchphrases, right?
3: Oh, and it says, yeah, and what catchphrases would they be using during the action? Yeah.
4: Okay, so I feel like I have to go uh, – the, the first thing you got to say is uh, baseball and frozen rope because that one actually works for in both situations. <laughs> So, it's going to be the most applicable, the most in character for Joe Buck to say, a frozen rope. You know, <laughs> when I like blow my wad or whatever because it's, <laughs> it's, kind of uh, it's kind of the same deal as a uh, lion drive. Uh, but for my own personal preference, um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Marv Albert um, and maybe. Uh, You know, I don't need anybody, just Marv Albert, and I need him to say the hoop and the harm uh, when (laughs) my partner goes for my asshole. (laughs) And no matter what you do,
2: he's going to be like, and it was a gorgeous move. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good album. album. (laughs) That was solid.
3: I like it. Yeah, the hoop and the harm for when Jesse's wife pegs him. (laughs) Yeah. Makes sense. Or anybody.
4: I mean, it doesn't have to be my wife. (laughs) I
3: mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, fair enough. Sorry, I didn't realize. I don't know what your, you know, what this, what the status of your monogamy is. No, you
4: don't. That's absolutely uh,
3: right. Yes, he is poly. Yeah. Oh, nice. Cool. Cool.
4: Yeah, which is fine nowadays. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's totally
3: normal. It's totally normal. I'm just surprised you can find more than one woman to have sex with you. That's all. (laughs)
4: assuming they're women. Okay. That's cool. Well, I like to see where where the progressive left is at with their uh their ideology. Okay. That's great.
2: Let's move on to question number 2.
4: <laughs> God.
3: I bet I just fuck it. I bet Jesse fucks so bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: All right, here we go. Question number two <laughs> comes in from Jason Wickman, and uh, worth two hundred points. He asks: uh, You're signed to a contract for way too much money and way too long a term. What aspect of you will people on Twitter use to
1: defend your signing? <clears throat> uh, I'm uh, I'm good in the room, the bathroom, that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Because <laughs> you because you jerk off in there. People on Twitter are going to be like, "He's really great at taking dumps." Yeah,
1: I did. I took a huge one today.
3: I mean, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Eric Goodbranson defense that I'm just too handsome. No, I'm just joking. Um, I guess people don't really defend him for that. No, no one on Twitter is like, ah, oh, but he's pretty no, handsome. No, it's a criticism. That it's that's a crit- yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The only reason he has anything in life is that he's a good-looking man.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's true. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – oh, man. I'm going to go with uh, just like I just seem like a, like my – well, no, that's not truly really true either. Never mind, Justin. Why don't you answer this first, and then I'll try and come up with something better. I feel like
2: I'm uh, very sincere that that's something that people know about me who listen to the show uh, on the regular, right? So they're gonna, they're the people who out there are gonna defend my signing are gonna say that I care a lot. That like, hey, nobody cares more than he does. He's 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 watching the tape. He's putting in the time. He's doing the work because he really cares a lot. Which, of course, has nothing to do with my skill whatsoever, which is, of course, terrible. But I do care, so that is true. Right. And I feel like that's probably the most uh, commonly used defense of, of me Right. online.
3: I'm going to go with uh, 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 people will say I'm clutch. I'll have like a couple big moments in my career and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's just, he's always, yeah, you know, he might not be consistent, but when you need a guy to score a big goal. There's
2: like three times that we can point to where you have been good. Yeah, so
3: (laughs) clutch. Exactly. Just when you need a guy to step up in the big moment, he's there. He's clutch. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that. But not every
2: big moment. Just No,
3: no, just some. Yeah. But the key big moments. Yeah.
2: The ones that they remember you for. That's it.
0: Uh
4: uh yeah. Um good uh good stuff. Um I'm gonna say that for me it would be uh well we had to get to the salary floor. So <laughs> like there's a certain amount of there's a minimum amount we had to spend. Um we would just as soon throw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> But we have to have another guy on the roster, so I guess I get it for the money. It's fine.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse will be on LTIR for being obese. Wow, you are
1: just being so He's mean. Hammering me. I yes.
2: know I'm
1: not
4: I'm overweight. I'm.
1: But you're not, but I, no, I think you're like an average. You're yeah, not... no, you're not really.
3: It's just something fun to do. That we. You I, and think I you and always you yeah. and I just bust each other's balls. You know,
0: bullying
1: people,
4: the teacher. Yeah, medically, I think medically, I am uh, I'm gonna die soon. But <laughs> but yeah, as far as like what I look like, I look normal. Like you like if you see me walking around, you don't go, bah. You know, <laughs> <go,
0: "Okay."> wow.
4: <laughs> you just look at me and you go, well, there's just there's a guy, you know, there's a fellow over yeah, there. Yeah, he stays sipping. He stays sipping. That's oh, right.
3: Man. They might do that to your face, but not your body. <gasps> wow. Wow. <Whoa, I> Jeez.
4: Jeez, <laughs> John. Right. Come on, man! He gets
3: it. He learns it from the kids at school. Yeah, yeah I know. There, yeah, I'm around bullying all the time. <laughs> he and takes I, it I, home I bring with it them. home. <laughs> yeah, it's like how they say that uh, they say that like kids, if their like dad bullies them, then they're more likely to be bullied. That's yeah. me, but I do it. In then. Reverse, but I'm in reverse, generationally reverse Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm the Benjamin Button of bullying. <laughs> say that three times fast. I think that takes us to question number one. Number one, Jeff Sirhennyak, three hundred point question, and this puts him into a tie for third with six hundred points. And he asks, "Imagine being forced to do improv with Jim Benning This is a question.
1: Really? Well, I don't know. I guess I was going to say it would be easy to make yourself look good, but you need it takes uh, it takes two to improv. I yeah, is the the catch, improv, um, and so I don't know. I, I think he would probably be a terrible. You know what? Like I recent this week especially uh, with like the interview in the Athletic Vancouver that came out and him not understanding how uh, odds or numbers work. Uh, I've been ragging on him pretty hard, but I do <laughs> want to say, everything I've heard, he seems like a very nice guy. He he means well. His heart is in the right place. But- he's. Very, very, very bad at his job,
2: yeah, extremely
1: dumb people can still be kind, you know yeah, no, absolutely. like he he seems like a very, very nice, nice guy, and it's not a personal thing. it's he's ruining my favorite team. so yeah, uh, I think I, I don't know if i'd I'd probably just just chew him out for all the bad moves he's made the entire time. So it would just be terrible improv unless you want to see a tiny little man uh, screaming uh, at like an adult uh, who's like very accomplished. I just think he he wouldn't even like
2: negate so much as just be bewildered by everything that you might present to him.
3: I actually think uh, he would be like Michael Scott. Every scene, he just has a gun. He's <laughs> whispered in your ear. Like, oh, he just he told me he had a gun. <laughs> Except his Jim Bettings would be like, uh, it'd be something to do with Trevor Linden. He'd always bring, like, Trevor's in the other room. Oh, okay. Why do you, well, who's Trevor? Why do you always bring him into every scene? Why do you keep talking about Trevor all the time?
2: Uh, I feel like he'd have to, like, try and tie everything into, like, farming on some level probably as well. Yeah. Just, like, something that he could That's relate what he knows, to on his own know? level. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, give me a, a scene. Give me a setting, Stefan. Or Jesse, give me a setting.
4: Sorry, I had my thing on mute because I was scratching my balls really loud.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: the pharmacy. when you're at the pharmacy the sometimes. The
2: pharmacy. And he is going to assume that this is actually a uh, place where farm animals are because it has yeah. the word farm in it. Where's the
4: pigs? Where's the cows? <laughs> That'll.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So that is probably uh, how this would go. I would assume. But yes, just a extremely dumb man who uh, gave a horrendous interview this year, this week rather. And yeah, like Stefan, why do they keep letting him
1: out of his room to go talk to people? I don't know. But it's about the only thing I enjoy about the team anymore is his very. You know what? I'll say this for him. He is incredibly candid, and he gives a great interview. Maybe not for the reasons he would want, but he does give a very good interview. You so. compared him this week to a contest
2: winner, which I feel like is uh, the most apt description of his intellect I've heard thus far.
1: Yeah, it it just, I don't know. It's gonna, we're gonna be like five years from now, people are gonna be like, how is he a GM? Uh, I mean, hopefully sooner, but uh, anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Because hockey is miserable. And of course, the people who defended him all along will just pretend like that never happened. Well, they like him because they're also dumb and he speaks to them. That's legitimately one of the reasons why. He doesn't use big words. He's yeah. not a city booker. He's not smug like, Mike, like Gillis. Mike Gillis. Yeah, he doesn't talk down to them. It's I think it really is as simple as that. Mm. Anyway, enough uh, serious (laughs) hockey
2: enough about that let's move on to everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we like from the world at large one good thing if a lot of people love each other the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh,
3: well, I've recommended a lot of albums recently, and I'm going to recommend another one. I've recommended this lady on the show before, and she's extremely talented, uh, and I don't think that many people know about guess? her. Yeah, sure. St. Vincent? No. What? St. Vincent is overrated. Everyone knows St. Vincent. And she's, even yeah, guessing? totally, and she's super overrated. Anyway. Wow. Um, her new album is really good. Um, yeah, maybe. That's what I um, thought he
2: would be recommending. Because nope. it's pretty fucking good over here. Well, well, you know.
3: Whatever you think. Well, I'm recommending uh, <laughs> an album by a lady from Australia named Alex Leahy. I recommended her EP back, uh, B-Grade University, back when that came out. And now I'm recommending her first full-length album. It's called I Love You Like a Brother. And it's uh, just super fun, kind of poppy, pop rock jams. She's kind of like uh, similar to kind of Courtney Barnett, but a little bit more of a singing voice than Courtney Barnett. Uh, But yeah, she just kind of rips through really fun, enjoyable songs. She's playing in December at the cobalt and I'm very excited for that as well. So sweet. Anyway, check it out. Alex Leahy.
1: I love you like a brother. All right. I'm going to recommend the 2017 reboot of the mummy. Uh, It's the worst movie I've ever seen. I mean, I want it legitimately. It's so bad, dude. No, It's not a bad movie for a while. It's really bad. Uh, I watched it with Irene last night, uh, and it's 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 unbelievable. It's so poorly written. Uh, None of it makes sense at all. Uh, And they're clearly like they're trying to start this thing called the Dark Universe. Yeah, which which is like uh, Marvel, but for uh, Halloween monsters, old monster movies. Yeah. So I think the next one they're doing is the Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, It's going to be really bad, probably. Angelina Jolie. And I, think, oh, I well, Do you actually know who's in
2: it? Yeah, I think Javier Bardem is going to be Frankenstein. And, okay, well, I'll probably watch that. And but Johnny Depp is, is the Invisible Man. You know the character yeah, that we often no assume as, uh, you know, is wrapped in scarves and assaults women? <laughs> That's who Johnny Depp is going to play, which
1: will be a big stretch for him. Jeez, uh, Jesse. Right. Rough chuckles. Uh, so that's my thing, is the this bad
2: movie. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. it's probably coming up on a... We were talking about doing a bonus episode about uh, the Book of Henry. And that's probably oh, going to yeah, be that... available to stream pretty soon here.
0: I believe it already is. So do
2: you think The Mummy is going to be worse than that
1: movie? Oh yeah, that's supposed to be horrendous.
2: I read the Wikipedia for it today, and my god, I could not believe my eyes. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Yep. Can't wait to discover that one. Jesse, what do you like this week?
4: Uh, okay, so I just want to say, first of all, you did not give me a chance to answer the Jim Benning improv oh, right, right, question. Oh, right, right,
1: right. Sorry. Uh,
4: which is fine. I don't have to. I mean, it's not a big deal. Uh, like,
1: I mean, you know some stuff about Jim Benning, but you, you don't know much about improv.
4: I'm a true Benning head. Uh here here would be my answer to the Jim Benning thing, okay? Okay. Uh you know how the the principal rule of improv is to say yes and? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like Jim Benning would get plenty of practice uh with that uh from the way he does all of his bargaining at the negotiation table. <laughs> Ooh. That's actually pretty good.
0: That was okay. good. Yeah. So, um, well well done. Yeah.
4: Thank you. I'm um uh, yeah, so uh, I'm not mad and I'm glad we got it worked out. <laughs> um I don't know I don't know of anything good that is around. Um I can't think of anything good. I just looked at uh, some of the stuff I've watched recently and none of it was any good. Um, and I don't like music. Um and all the podcasts I would recommend are the ones that I'm on. So um I don't know, man. I don't have anything for you. You can plug um, your own book. Oh well, you know, I think Craig did a good job of that earlier. I was like oh, I don't know. <laughs> stuff on that um uh, oh you know what i'll I'll tell you this i'll tell you this uh i i got a used car i traded in my other car and got another car uh it's a mazda so i just want to i want to give the i want to cede this time to the mazda corporation uh they make a a great vehicle and i'm really impressed with it um i have I'm a two mazda family now so i just want to say kudos to mazda and their kodo design philosophy it really comes through in the uh, latest revision of the CX-5, the CX-9, um, and uh, all throughout the rest of their uh, their model lineup. Uh, great company.
2: Alright. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Uh, I'm going to recommend a game that I sort of talked about last week, Stefan, uh, which was uh, Mario X Rabbids. Kingdom hmm. Battle, I think it's called. Yes. Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. It is the first game ever where Mario has a gun.
1: <laughs> Which
2: seems very weird. Well, I mean he's
1: had a, he love, a in- he's had a love gun. Yeah, he has a gun in Super Smash Brothers and he has the water gun in Mario Sunshine. I guess so, yeah. He has a so, gun in Smash Brothers? Well the gun well, is one of the
2: weapons. You can pick I mean, up a gun. Oh yeah. I suppose he's- that's true. I guess I didn't really think that through. It's just really weird to be running around shooting people as Mario and Luigi. Uh, I really enjoy it though, and like we talked about, it is much more—not like my a, fan fiction—much n- more of a strategy game, kind of like uh, like turn-based tactics and stuff, and like plotting yourself out on a map. It reminds me actually kind of of like uh, advance Wars, which was a game I fucking love for the Game Boy Advance way back in the day. Yeah, I loved Advance Wars so too. So if you are looking for some like <laughs> strategy combat battle with uh, Mario characters and the Rabbids, of course, who came from I think Rayman Games yeah. of it originally. Uh, it's a uh, joint venture from Nintendo and Ubisoft uh, or Ubisoft? I don't even know how to say that company
1: name. <laughs> Ubisoft.
2: <laughs> okay, thanks,
3: Devin. Yeah, yeah. When uh, Justin tries to fuck, you know. Ubisoft.
2: Wow. Uh, and Boom! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. This is the first game I ever played for Switch. And Stefan, uh, your hype of the Nintendo Switch as a console, it fully lived up to uh, everything that you said about it. It's a great little system. And super. Like, its portability, probably its greatest strength. As well as the fun games. So, really, just strong stuff all around. From. Nintendo Switch. And with that, (laughs) that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommates are Heather and Ben, our intern of the fine folks at SeatGeek, promo code REALGOOD for $20 off your first purchase, a very progressive company populated entirely by women, of course. Our guest this week has been uh, uh, Jesse Farrar, posing as Craig Custance. And Jesse, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Always a pleasure having you on. I'm sorry John was so mean to you.
4: It's okay. I think I'll get over it. Uh, You know, the thing that I'm not going to get over is on the previous episode when he said that we were not friends. Uh, (laughs) That one I'm going to remember for a while. Uh, Also, the betrayal of Stefan saying that you guys were going to uh, start recording the bonus episode uh, at 11, my time. It is now 11.40, and you are only now just done with the regular episode. Uh, So, I would have stayed up uh, a long ass fucking time to go on this episode. Well, well, we went
2: longer because we were having so much fun with you.
4: Well, and I I appreciate that. I always love coming on and talking to you guys. Uh, But a big fuck you to Stefan Heck. And once again, your podcast. Well, you have multiple podcasts, there's almost too many. There's too many to count, but just go on to the internet page and check them out.
2: Yeah. Uh, your Kickstarter sucks. You're frequently appearing on this week in Atrocity, I think. Yeah. Talking about frozen foods and old Simpsons episodes. That's a real treat
4: as well. I don't the know two main things we all love to talk about. I don't
2: know if Scumbag is still around. Are you still doing that?
4: I, I don't, it's, that's all up to our good friend Ed Zitron. Uh, <laughs> but the one, the one I'm making money from is your Kickstarter sucks. Um, and if you go onto our subreddit, uh, they will know exactly how much money I'm making from it. <laughs> uh and they will be mad um uh, and it is a mere fraction of what uh you know all the other ones make I mean, i'm not gonna say which ones but uh of course i'm talking about um and then just put like a long beep here where i you pretend i said um
3: the, but, gin- you know, the ginger runner yeah yeah <clears throat> uh,
4: but uh yeah but uh anyways i'm glad to do it uh but yeah go to, we got a patreon uh just like you um that we do some mailbags as well. We've got a voicemail line, 802-359-PISS. So if you got something you want to let us know, you can call into that number and leave a message, and you don't have to be drunk to do it.
2: Yeah, we, we should do something like that, I feel like. We should get a, uh, a phone line going. But
4: uh, No,
3: I don't think we should encourage anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you want to plug that book one more time?
2: It is Yeah, called-
4: of course. Uh, it's called Ask the Old Football Coach, uh, available for an extremely reasonable price just in time for whatever holiday you celebrate. And they're all equally valid as well.
2: <laughs> now. Uh, Jesse's Patreon makes a significantly larger amount than ours does. If you would like to correct that atrocity, you can head on over to (laughs) patreon.com slash realgoodshow and kick us five bucks. Like we said, we had a great Thanksgiving episode uh, that came out earlier this week that people have really enjoyed and no word of a lie, probably the funniest thing we've ever done. So definitely head on over and check that out. And of course, you got a mailbag coming your way this week and uh, hopefully some extra stuff in the meantime as well uh, before the end of the month. And, of course, we just keep this thing going each and every week and every month until we all inevitably die. So that's something to look forward to. <laughs> uh, if you want to find us online, you can do so at twitter.com slash realgoodshow, facebook.com slash groups slash realgoodshow. The group is a ton of fun. And the website realgoodshow.com where you can find the blog with photos and videos of each thing we talk about, or some things we talk about anyways, from week Two week. Until next week I'm Justin Morissette
3: Stephen Hack, John Cullen
4: and Jesse Farrar and also the Craig guy
2: <laughs> Be real Be good. Be real good Craig hard salami.
1: Everyone now uh, is eating the hard salami right? Oh yeah, I forgot about that
2: Craig Really just goes for the fucking food yeah, he's eating. Yeah, just the thing I that's in front time. of him. And I don't I, don't, I don't... I put it in the fridge. I don't, I don't, I don't respect mouth, that. Yeah, I don't respect Whatever it, flavor is lingering in, in his tongue.
3: Yeah, exactly. To so next week, it'll be real good Rob's penis.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> wow. Because you're saying it's not right to do that. Uh,
3: I didn't say that. No, that's just what he will have. That's the well, taste he'll are. have lingering in his mouth.
1: Yeah, earlier, but earlier, John, you kind of you were like, we shouldn't joke about this sort of thing.
3: That's not true. I did not say that when Jesse made his homophobic joke. I said nothing about it.
1: No, no, no. I mean, before the show, you even said, like, guys, let's let's keep it clean this time. Let's not attack any groups of of people specifically. Yeah. Uh, And then you kind of had like right at the end there. I didn't attack. I didn't didn't attack any groups. And then earlier you were like, women are only valid if they're beautiful to
2: me. Okay. All right.
3: Okay. (laughs) See you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you later.
2: Justin, did you get that hat after you saw my hat? I I was given this hat
1: by someone who probably saw your hat. <laughs> at, uh, at Thanksgiving during during the episode. You should check it out, Jesse. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Uh, Patreon.com slash real good show. And this is
4: the ad just for me at this point.
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a nice hat.
2: Thank you.
3: a halftime report.
0: Kurt, Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points.